Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. Ben here and really looking forward to my conversation today with Chandra Grobler. Chandra is a fascinating person and a brilliant HR professional turned HR consultant or HR consulting firm leader. So Chandra, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah. And whereabouts are you calling in from? Um, so I am a South African um, living in the UK. Brilliant. So I currently reside in, in England, close to Oxford. Gosh, there aren't too many South Africans and Australians living in, in London, are there? <laughs> <laughs> too many. <laughs> too many of us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and you've survived the heat wave that you've been having in London, I'm, I'm hoping. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a different kind of heat to what I'm used to, to be yeah. fair. But, so, yeah. but yeah, surviving it just oh, very about. Good. Very good. Yeah. So thanks very much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to the conversation because you've gone through a big change quite recently, and that is to leap out of the uh, the old corporate world and uh, begin your own business. So I'd love to see perhaps starting with the background and then sort of feeding into what led to the formation of the business. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a long time coming. It's something that I've thought about for a while now. And um, I am a massive fan of how-to guides. <laughs> and I mean, Ben, I know you're not paying me to say this, but I came across uh, your training online and um, how, how to start your own HR consultancy. And I just found it really useful. And so um, I worked my way through that uh, because I, I just felt like I didn't know where to start. I didn't know, um, you know, how to put things together. And so worked my way through that. And then it's kind of formed from there. Um, and yeah, looking forward to um, to just getting started and kicking off. That's great. Um, you know, so HR... Uh, is such a broad field, you know, you might say from hiring to firing it, everything in between. So what have you landed on in terms of what your business will offer? And then secondly, how did you select what you're going to be offering? And, and did you choose any sort of focus points? Yeah, so uh, for me, it was quite difficult because I'm an HR generalist, or I have been for, for 15 years and in various sectors. And so I was a little bit stubborn in that sense. Um, I didn't want to um, choose a target audience. I didn't want to specialize. I felt like I could do it. Why can't I just do it all? And um, I want to do it all. And I want to see what the market does and then take it from there. And um, so even to the last minute, that's something that I didn't really um, give too much thought to. And um, I think you say it about 700 times in your training, <laughs> specialize, choose a target audience, niche, make sure that you, you can't do everything for everyone. And um, it just didn't land until, until fairly recently. I think one of the main reasons why um, I struggled to find a speciality or why I struggled to, to really um, choose my target audience is because I have a passion um, for charities. And people kept saying to me, but charities and not-for-profits don't have money. Um, they don't use consultants. Why would they? They don't have money to, you know, to spend on consultants. And I think um, eventually I, I just, I trusted my own voice and I trusted my own um, experience and having worked uh, for a non-profit and for a charity, I've realized that 
it's not that charities don't have money, it's that they don't have money to waste. And so efficiency is really important. And um, coincidentally, that's something we're really good at. So um, I think that just, I, that's the difference. Their supporters um, give them the money that they have and the supporters trust them to use that money wisely and, and not to be wasteful. And so it's all about efficiency. But um, yeah, I, I do think there's there's a market there. And so, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, no, that, that's an excellent point. Yeah, so for listeners, if you're, if you're not sure, um, Chandra is the founder of Human Resource Limited, which is an HR consultancy focused on helping faith-based organizations develop their talented people. And to your point there um, around, you know, they, they've got money, they don't have money to waste, and so they want to do it properly. And so efficiency, and I think that will actually help when it comes to productizing your service and getting very organized in having different levels, you know, so if they've got a big budget, then you can do in provide that service in one particular way. If they've got a smaller budget, um, then you can still provide different outcomes, but maybe it's in different formats, whether that be workshops, even book forms or training courses. So, uh, and then the other aspect is um, some elements of the HR field, are, you know, local, to the the local legal environment things like that the contracts and stuff like that but other stuff like hiring uh, you know employee retention attraction retention stuff that's international and there's nothing stopping you develop product services that focus on uh, faith-based organizations in other countries such as the, the us and other places would you what do you think about that um having experience in both south africa and in the uk is definitely um globalizing is definitely something that's that's, that's always been at the back of my mind um, so yeah, I definitely think there's 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 opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, so just to take it back, then um, you said you you had a, a generalist background. You can cover a lot of ground. Um, so you went down a focus point of the faith based organisations. So that's how you went, and then you'll offer generalist services to them. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's not all generalist services. There's um, I I structured it into three packages uh, basically. So. And I had a look at what the things that I really enjoy doing and the things that I am really good at. And so um, I looked at things like designing of performance appraisal processes, recruitment, because I have experience in internal and external recruitment. Um, so supporting in recruitment and um, working for or working with Christian charities or with faith-based organizations, their recruitment is a little bit different um, to, to others. Um, where while working the Christian charity with managers before I recruit with them, before we start interviewing, we would pray together. Um, so there's a whole uh, process around it that's a little bit different um, that I understand, you know, from my background in, in working in a charity or a Christian charity and, and non-profit organisations. That's very good. Uh, but uh, so tell us about the three packages. So A, a because I'm interested in being, if someone is listening to this, they may think, oh, I, I know of an organisation that could take advantage and, and use one of those sort of three service levels so what, what have you got there yes yeah, so I've, I've, I've put it together in three packages so um human source subscription is kind of a retainer um playing with words there but it's a it's a retainer package where for a monthly fee um there's a list of things that i do so one of the things that's one of my specialities is hr analytics um, so it'll be monthly management report like standard monthly management report um employee advice a list of, of things that you do on a monthly basis. And then I have um, human source standout, which is project-based work. 
So that would be performance appraisals um, and yeah, bigger project works, maybe HR analytics reports if they need something specific on job evaluation or whatever it may be. And then um, the other one is humans, uh, human source support, uh, which is um, basically a, a daily rate kind of package set together for a recruitment support or training of HR employees. Brilliant. Uh, and any one of those could be sliced off into a, a standalone smaller thing that can feed into bigger work, I'm guessing, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So if you have a subscription, there's a um, a 10% discount on the other packages, et cetera. So it's it's trying to get that that lead magnet, as you would call it, um, into into the next thing yeah i mean the, the the old classic that I'm, i often share i guess is is when i went into one business they had purchased a generic employee handbook and it needed they had paid two thousand dollars or something in australia to to buy it then they realized oh it doesn't quite fit our business so they got me in as an external consultant to tailor it to their business but that was just a, a foot in the door thing and then i said well that's great but you'll need everyone to understand it and sign it. So would you like me to run three sessions? And then, so that's group sessions, training everyone on that and getting sign off on that. And then you, you can have refresher training every year. And then while you're there, I see you've got a vacancy for some key management roles. Do you want some help either building the process or so? Yeah. Having some of those smaller things are, are excellent for that. And I love the fact that you uh, focused on things that you're good at and you enjoy because uh, for instance, the analytics side of things, do you, do you see demand for that? And, and how will you sort of promote that offering? Yeah, I do see demand for that. Um, but I think it's more of um, a fact that there's, there's not many people that actually enjoy HR analytics. And um, I, am, I love spreadsheets. And so um, I think that's something that I find really useful when partnering with other HR consultants um, you know, networking and partnering, doing the saying to them, actually, I like doing HR analytics. Most of them say to me, I don't like that part of, of HR. I prefer not to do it, um, which is fine because then that, you know, we can complement each other with the things that, that I like to do and they like to do. So um, there's always networking and partnering opportunities in that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just a little uh, a flash of, of an idea of a, a lead magnet. You know, you, you hear me talking about it a lot. So, f for, for people listening, a lead magnet is just you can either pitch your sale to someone you met online or something straight away. Hey, buy my stuff, or you can give them something useful or interesting that gets them uh, in the front door, and then you can nurture the relationship and give them more education or advice, or whatever, over time until they're ready to to take up your services. But one might be the whole HR dashboard or the management dashboard. Because I, I can, I know people look for those sort of things. How do I present our HR data to the management team, let's say every month? But sitting behind that, they probably then don't know how to get the analytics built or what to measure or how to track it and things like that. So that could be a nice little useful thing that it, it's useful in one way, but it also requires your help beyond that. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very good, very good. And, and so, in terms of uh, winning new clients, what what are your plans? You know, you're stepping out to the great unknown. So, what are you thinking in terms of marketing and business growth? Uh, two things that that have been really important for me is networking, and also um, a mindset of abundance. I think there's there's enough work for everyone, and Absolutely. and um, if you if you uh, you know network and and speak to other other HR professionals and um, speak to other 
people in, in the industries um, they are always kind of happy to help happy to give you advice happy to introduce you to somebody um well that's what I've found anyway people are really kind and and you know happy to refer you to um to somebody they know um so so yeah definitely I think networking has been has been the big thing and yeah just having a, a mindset of abundance yeah and and the fact that you have chosen uh, a niche or a niche uh, in the faith-based organization area that um, it just makes life so much easier. It's, it's the old Absolutely. analogy of you, you, you buy a blue Volvo, you leave the car yard and then mm. you spot every blue Volvo that drives past. Yes. And so now you've chosen your area. Um, you, you will spot business uh, organizations that fit what you do. So it's so much easier. It means you can speak to the right people, whether it be interviews and articles or, um, who to approach in the sales you know, business development area, whether it be emailing them or calling them, but it just, it makes so much easier. So are you gradually going to build out a plan that says, well, this is what I'm going to do, whether it be networking or speaking opportunities or things like that in my area? I've started to speak to um, to people in, in, in the industry to put set up webinars that I could do um, on their platform that they will share on their platform. And so I think it's definitely um picking a target audience has taken a weight off of my shoulders because all of a sudden I felt like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I feel comfortable in this realm. I feel like, um, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. And so I feel calm about it. And, and like, like I don't, I'm not stressing about contacting people or getting in touch with people anymore because I feel like I know their area and I know what to say. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, and, and again, just the, the marketing nerd in me thinks if you are going to go and do these talks or the webinars, do come up with sort of takeaway, handout, giveaway thing that attendees can get that's got your logo and potentially would download from your website. Again, because you've chosen your area, you, you can tailor that. It might be an info pack specifically for faith-based organizations or churches or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, so much opportunity. And um, on the networking side of things, do, do, do you enjoy that? Like you mentioned, you just, you chose your business, you built it around things you like doing. Are there certain bits of marketing that you like doing and don't like doing? Um, I think I, when I worked as a, as a recruit, external recruitment consultant, I really disliked cold calling. Um, I'm not a cold calling kind of person. I don't like uh, just randomly calling somebody up and saying, oh, oh my goodness, did we have tricks to get people to take our calls? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't like that. I, I like to build a relationship, uh, you know, with somebody. And I think um, I'm going to refer back to some of your training. You say it as well. You don't propose before you've gone on a date with somebody. And it almost feels and it annoys me when people do that to me. When they send me an email out of the blue, they got my email address from somewhere. I don't know. And then say, says to me, do you have time for a quick call? It's like, no, I don't have time for a quick call. <laughs> Who are you? Where'd you come from? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I uh, so I didn't like the networking side of things, the physical, the, the big business groups where you've got mm. various businesses in the room and in theory, all these amazing customers are there, but realistically I'm going, oh, it felt a bit like cold calling. I had to sort of walk up to someone out of the blue and say, tell me about yourself and here's what I do. And it was just quite awkward, which is probably why I like the marketing stuff. You can build up information and resources, um, but any other channels that you're thinking, like you've, you've mentioned, you're going down the, uh, trying to get interviews and webinars in other places. Any other sort of avenues you're going to pursue? 
Yeah, so um, I'm working on my website. Um, I've done the, your latest training on on, on the websites and, and how to to generate uh, lead magnets. <laughs> um, so people are going to think you paid me to do this. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've done that. And so I'm working on a few um, a few documents or resources or lead magnets that I can put into my website so my website can generate um, kind of income for me or leads for me. Um, so, so that's um, that's the one side. And then, obviously, I've uh, working in the industry for for quite a while. I've built up um, quite a network of people who've moved on from the charity that I worked for um, to other places, and and have been promoted to uh, you know to other other places. And so that's that's quite useful as well um, to get in touch. Yeah, and that is a a big thing that people often forget when it comes to. Um, marketing their own new businesses it's the old employers and the old network they kind of um I, I think I felt it I know others did is mm. there's a line a division and I'm going forward now and I've got to make my way in the world but mm. um so Liz Deblay someone who was on on this show you know she shared great advice that no no leverage that call on old friends mm. and old bosses and stuff Definitely. and say yeah can I do a project for you uh, can I do something part-time or, or remember that thing that we all hated doing? Well, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Cause that's the thing in my business and it's, it's income and it's another logo for the, you know, or a testimonial for the business. So would, would you consider looking backwards whilst looking forwards as well? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, the other thing that I did was also follow, following your advice is um, I've, I've managed to negotiate with, with my employer and actually now I've got a contract with them um, as well. Um, a consultancy contract so um then they they were my first client bless them so <laughs> um which is which is really useful I mean it's not always that straightforward in terms of IR35 and, and the legalities of stuff but it worked out this time oh well done that's excellent yeah gosh um so for people listening to this um what firstly what are the ideal organizations so that they could potentially refer you on uh to those organizations so yeah that's the big one what should they be looking out for yeah i think yeah so any uh, faith-based organizations i mean there's thousands um in the uk alone um but yeah the the big ones um i guess like tier fund open doors um those kinds of guys who uh yeah what kind of headcount would those organizations have um so tier fund i think has over two thousand employees um, they're one of the biggest Christian charities. And then um, um, Open Doors, I think, has a little bit less than that. And then Bible Society is also fairly big for a charity, but they have 150, 160 odd employees. And, and that also provides plenty of scope for interesting project work, because I know you've got that sort of tier. Um, I did lots of work with government departments when I was consulting and I'd go in for two day workshops, for instance, to, to run feedback sessions or not diversity and inclusion, but some other sort of focus groups where they gather ideas and build out a plan so that they could propose their grand plan to the management team and then they would run off with it. But yeah, I think some of those large organizations, there's plenty of scope for some really, really interesting work. Absolutely. Um, and then I'm always curious as to people's perspective on what's coming down the line in, in terms of HR and the world of work and getting different perspectives. So Wow, we've been through so much in the last few years, but what, what do you see coming down the line for HR and the world of work? Yeah, I mean, I think in the UK specifically, um, there's there's staff shortages. Um, so that's definitely a problem at the moment. And I think 
consultants should take the opportunities while they are available. Um, there's an Afrikaans saying um, that if you translate it, um, it basically says, when it's raining porridge, get the ladle out. <laughs> and um, that's that's basically, it's raining porridge at the moment with the amount of job opportunities out there, but employers aren't finding the people to fill those vacancies, but they need the work done. And so at the end of the day, they use consultants to get the work done. And so I think there's many opportunities at the moment. I think it's it's definitely um, there's there's enough work. So yeah, that would be my uh, my take on it. Take the opportunities. Brilliant. Well, I think you've got a, a great wealth of experience. You've structured a really effective business organization. You've chosen your area. You know what the issues are in in the faith based uh, I don't know sector, if you like. So you know what to look for. You know how to help organisations. So I think you'd be a wonderful asset as a consultant. Uh, and you've, you've shared who we could potentially refer on. So people listening to this, if you would know of a potential client or someone who might partner up with Chandra uh, to refer in business or to you know, work together in some way to support both businesses, then absolutely go for it. How would people find out more about your business and potentially get in touch with you? Uh, yes, yeah, so I have a website. Uh, it's www.humansourceltd.com. Um, and we're also on uh, LinkedIn, uh, the page is Human Source. Um, and yeah, I'm on LinkedIn myself as well. Brilliant. Yeah. And then just any final thoughts or advice for people who are currently in the corporate world and they're thinking of doing what you have done? What's your advice to them? Yeah, I mean, I think trust in your own ability. Um, there's always a lot of uh, there's always a lot of talk going around. Um, I once read this really in, in, interesting uh, piece that somebody posted about if there's a bucket and there's crabs inside the bucket and some of the crabs are trying to climb out of the bucket, then the ones who are inside the bucket will keep will pull the other crabs limbs off to try to keep them inside the bucket. Um, and it, it's happened sometimes where one or two people are, are really pessimistic about the fact that you want to do your own thing, but why would you do that? You know, that's such a risk. Um, but I think just following your own, your own heart and, and just um, trusting in your own abilities, um, I think it's the kind of key plan, obviously, make sure that you put things in place and there's some how-to guides if they get stuck. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Well, I've learned so much. I've learned about crabs. I've learned about porridge as well. So uh, <laughs> Afrikaans says that I wish you all the best. I think it's an amazing thing that you built there and it's, it's only going to get bigger and stronger. So well done and all the thank best you. for the future. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.